Well, I figured if the Eagles weren't going to show up for that game, maybe we shouldn't show up either. But hello, everybody, and welcome to oh, we the get to PHLY postgame show after the Eagles' embarrassing second week in a row. We're talking about how embarrassing it is as this Eagles team just, like, free falls into the playoffs. A 27-10 to loss to the New York Giants. They were down 24 nothing at halftime. The offense, which had been good over the past month or so, uh, disaster. Zero points in the first half against Wink Martindale. Looked like they had never seen a blitz before and were unprepared for the possibility that Wink Martindale, of all people, might blitz a lot in this game. Also, A.J. Brown got hurt. Jalen Hurts hurt his finger. The defense gave up 24 points and three consecutive touchdown drives to the Tyrod Taylor-led New York Giants. Matt Patricia's defense, once again, having uh, Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat Drop into coverage way too much. Guys running completely free. Looked like nobody knew what they were doing. And now your 10 and 1, formerly Philadelphia Eagles, are 11 and 6 heading into the playoffs. They will be going to Tampa Bay next week. And what once was thought of as a potential Super Bowl front runner, a uh, team that was one of the best organizations in the league, had really found a way to win now is entering the playoffs as a joke and everybody's wondering how bad it's going to get this off season. Jamie, how are you? Hey, Bo, what's going on? Um, that was fun. We're having a good time. Aren't we? When you said 11 and six out loud, I like internally just kind of like shuddered, like, Ooh, 11 and six, 10 and one. And you know the only other team to do this, correct? Uh, I think I know, but I'll let you say it. It is the uh, Rich Kotite offensive coordinator, coordinator-led mm. New York Jets. Uh, I forget the year offhand, whatever that was, right before he came to the Eagles. Uh, that was the 1986 Jets um, to start 10-1 and and not reach 12 wins. But what a game from Quez Watkins. Eight <laughs> catches for 93 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> On 11 targets, surpassing lot to be excited about yards there, that he had over the course of the first 16 games of Do the season. Do you extend him? We're all going to remember that. Should we offer him a contract extension? I think it would have been, to be fair, it would have Get been him funny now. if he had celebrated that touchdown, like, <laughs> just, like, Pay full me. on, like, LeBron, <laughs> give me this, like, I am the man. Yeah. You know, show me the money. I mean, uh, how we better lock him up now before he gets to the market, you know? Like, get a bargain while you still have some hand. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like this group. You want to keep this group around, this, group especially that, this defense that really fought to the end here. Yeah, um, who on this, the defense do you really want to lock up the most? 
You know, like what what do we want to cement as building blocks? I do blocks? like I, there. I am very curious about the contents of the external hard drive that Nicholas Morrow owns. <laughs> uh, that is apparently like just like full of you know nude pictures of everybody in the NFL and uh, good for him. You know. All right, serious question. Game. Are the Eagles going to learn from this collapse? What's to learn? Uh, like if they didn't learn from last week's, if they didn't respond to no, last week's No, not from this game, game, from this implosion. Okay. You Are they as going, an organization? As an organization, like going into this offseason, because we all know the playoffs aren't going to last long. Um, I have the opening line for you. We'll get into that Oh, in a I'm minute. actually curious about that. Oh, okay. Why don't you guess? Uh, Eagles at Buccaneers. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming next Saturday afternoon because the Eagles are that bad of a product that the NFL doesn't want them in prime time. Yeah, that's the only uh, silver lining of this game is, is hopefully they uh, played themselves out of being like a, a Monday night football attraction. I'm going to say Bucks by two and a half. Uh, you would have the Eagles as one and a half point favorites. Really? Really. That is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... The, the playoffs aren't – we're not going to be here long. Um, even if you beat the Bucs, I'm not even – I can't even get my head around that thought right now. Are they going to change – How could they be favored? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the Bucs kind of stink too. So, you know, it's Baker Mayfield. Are they better than the Giants? Uh, yeah, probably. Now, listen, yeah. Okay, let's, let's get ahead of a few things. Yes, they were without Devontae Smith and Darius Slay in this game. They were without DeAndre Swift. A.J. Brown gets hurt early in the game. Who knows what his status will be? Jalen Hurts gets hurt. Eventually, Nick Sirianni decides to pull guys. It seemed like they were not well prepared for the possibility of pulling these guys because otherwise they might have made some different decisions inactive-wise. However, all of those things aside, it's not like we didn't also see everybody be healthy over the past month of the season when they were still free-falling. So, like, I'm not going to really excuse any of the performance today when, like, all week, it's like, okay, A.J. Brown stands up and he's going to turn these vibes around. He's standing up for the coaches and everybody's ready to prove how good they are now. And you come out and lay like this this just rotten, disgusting egg of, in this game. It's pathetic. Like, where's the, where's the pride on this team? And I, we'll, call, we'll talk about the coaches. We'll talk about what, you know, changes might be coming in the offseason. But how could you look if you were if you are Jeffrey Lurie, thinking about watching? Oh, he's like, This is right your now. team on the field in this game. You must be you must be you know nauseous. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I'm sure we'll get into the Sirianni discussion, but I think Jeffrey Lurie watched that tonight with egg on his face, embarrassed, and with embarrassment of ownership comes heavy-handed decisions, um, especially with the way the Eagles operate. But I mean, to me, I was on a text uh, with my family, my mom my wife, my sister, brother-in-law, and we're just kind of discussing it. And I just said, this, this reeks of a team that has quit on its coaching staff. I don't really know if there was, if, if you were to, if you were to say a team quit on their coaching staff and this you is knew it. that, and then you watch them, that is what it would look like. Whether yeah. that is true or not, that is exactly what it would look now, like. Now, I don't think that's an all-encompassing uh, you know, statement. Like That's the reason they lost, because they quit on the coaching staff. I think there's player personnel issues. I think there's coaching issues. I think there's uh, maybe commitment issues that the quarterback himself has even alluded to several weeks ago. I think there's a lot of issues that contribute to the shit pie that we're watching. But I, I like that. So it's evocative. Yeah, I uh, I think 100% they've quit on this coaching staff. And the fact that Jay Glazer report came out before the game 
saying, you know, the quote taken away from it from AJ Brown was that we have to start believing in our coaches. It's already too late at that point. You know what I mean? Like, how do you, you're talking 52 men plus a practice squad. How do you sway like close to 65 grown ass adults into believing something they didn't believe two weeks prior? Because the seasons, because you're in a corner and the season's on the line, you don't swift human. You don't you don't change human emotion that quickly just by saying things. Like you have to believe. That's an inherent belief in your coach and your system and your philosophy. And that was already gone. And it's pretty evident now watching these last couple of weeks. Super chat from Cole B, who says Jalen Hurts fraud. Nick Sirianini fraud. Serenity. Many people are yeah. asking, was Nick Sirianni holding back Jonathan Gannon? Good, Good point. Stuff from Cole Beasley. Good point. Good uh, rapper, I Cole think Beasley. he was holding back Shane Steichen. I don't know. Hello, Shane. What are you doing that. taking that time out? Yeah, that, that was bad. That was uh, bad today, bro. too. Um, yeah. Now, listen. A, a little bit of this is, is uncomfortable, right? Because it's like, yes, there, there, were, there are livelihoods we're talking about. These sure. Are, these, are, these are human beings. I'm not calling for anybody's job. I will. This is not like <laughs> this is not reflective of the arc of of anybody's performance. But that like, what? Who are they making better right now? And like the defense guys are running around like they have no idea what they're doing. Still, Deniz talked about it on the Friday show. They did that did not get any better. But then for the offense, which had at least been holding its own, to come out and lay that egg, and you sort of saw. Everything like the um, the emperor has no clothes lifted when A.J. Brown did leave that game. And okay, now you, all of a sudden you don't have the superpower of these two elite wide receivers on the outside on the field. What do you do on offense? Nothing. Like the scheme is giving them absolutely nothing. And Jalen Hurts is not uh, excused from this. He did not play well in his cameo in this game. Seven for 16 for 55 yards. And an interception. If we, if I see, uh, like, if if I think of this season right now, the the the, the defining play of this season is a blitz. Jalen Hurts rolling away from pressure to his right and throwing the ball away. Like, how many times can we possibly see that over the course of a season? It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I know you don't want to call for people's livelihoods, and you know it's an uncomfortable thing. But like I'll say, it, Brian Johnson has to go. I, I like, I, and he's not even the biggest of the issues. You know, like. My new campaign is make Sean decide the head coach because he might be the greatest defensive coordinator we've ever seen. It's possible. Yeah. After what Matt, Jim Johnson. Yeah, yeah. After what Matt Patricia has done these past four weeks. Uh, I think it was Jimmy Kemsky tweeted out uh, in the first quarter. Uh, the Giants had blitzed, I think, like close to 75 or 80 percent of the time on the first two drives. And Jimmy Kemsky tweeted out on a third down. It was four vertical routes on a blitz. Yeah, there's no awareness like are you are is are they trying? Do they understand football? Like it's gotten so bad that you're questioning uh, the football intelligence of people that clearly have football intelligence. Like it's at that point where you're just like, like what what it, what is going on? What is the root of this issue right now? Because to have four vertical routes when they're blitzing down after down after down is just showing a complete either unwillingness to adapt or just misunderstanding of the game. Like, I don't understand. I mean, it's a good point from David in the chat. The curse of Christian Ellis is real. I think, <laughs> I think uh, tomorrow's show with Zach, we may lean into that a little bit. Um, I thought about you but, a lot this week with that. Like, think about how bad the linebacking that. play was. 
last week. Yeah. It was the worst I've ever seen. And maybe Shaq Leonard couldn't even get on the field over Nicholas Morrow in this game. How are you? Why are you cutting Christian Ellis of all people there? <laughs> Don't get me started. It's, <laughs> you're blushing. It's crazy. It's insane. But it has, it is, it is like, it's a little bit of a bit, but only a little bit. Like, because it is like demonstrative of so many things that have been broken under the surface for the, the Eagles team this season, where they are sacrificing what makes sense long-term for like a little bit of short-term gain without really thinking through the process and, or whether or not they're thinking it through, they're deciding to, to make that exchange. And like, how could you look at the, the state of the team right now and feel good about anything? No, there's like, no. What's the best thing you feel good about with this Eagles team? The wide receiving top two. That's pretty much like long-term. Because listen, you know, you talked about it last week. That, that could have been Jason Kelsey's last home game. This could have been his last regular season game. What a, what a tough way to go out if that is the case. It's almost like they, this has been so bad that maybe it's going to bring Kelsey back because he doesn't want to go out like that. <laughs> but like there is this, there is this group of aging guys who have been huge for the team over the past couple of years or even longer who are going to be graduating out to some degree. Some of those guys are going to still be around and you're overpaying them, but they've also not really given the um, investment into finding out what they have in some of these young guys until the very end of the season. And like the middle group, those guys who were supposed to be in their primes. You've still got Devontae Smith. You've still got A.J. Brown, who are very much Devontae's going to be due on a contract here pretty soon. Probably going to get paid this offseason, uh-huh. I would imagine. Uh, you know, Dallas Goddard seems like he is not as much of a part of the... Uh, I mean, like, Dallas who? Goddard in this game is active and healthy while A.J. Brown goes out, and they are, he's not getting the ball. They're, still, they're forcing balls to Quez Watkins and Julio Jones. Like, what is the plan on either side of the ball that, that looks like it's cohesive and that the players are buying in and know where they're supposed to be? Like, who is being put in a position to succeed? Right now, the answer is nobody. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, AJ and Devontae, bright spots for the future. Jalen, low down on the list of concerns. You know, Landon Dickerson, like, some of these guys, it's like, okay, but there's a a bigger stink here. Like, Jalen Carter, on on the defensive side of the ball... There's Reed Blankenship, Jalen Carter. I think Ricks and Ringo have a shot. I like a Milton Williams. I like Milton Williams. Jimmy Davis is a a two-down player. Am I missing anyone that I should feel good about for Uh, the future? Nolan Smith, we don't know. They didn't let him play this year. Yeah, what was that? Um, Joey Porter Jr. could be. Sidney Brown also got hurt in this game, by the way. Brian Branchers or or Joey Porter Jr. You know, look, Nolan Smith at the time was a luxury pick because you had two first-round picks and, like, you didn't need him to start and contribute right away. And I'm not saying he's a bust or, or has no shot in this league, but there's guys out there, and this all goes back to philosophical beliefs of the organization, much like ignoring linebackers. There was guys out there in Brian Branch and Joey Porter Jr. that could have started and contributed and gotten you younger at positions of need day one, but you went for a luxury position of a position you believe in. And I think D-end is a position to believe in, but like now you start to go back all these things. Howie's on the table, Nick's on the table. 
you know, the players are on the table. Nobody's nobody's safe in a collapse like this. Nobody. I mean, like, well, Howie's safe because we know Jeffrey's not going to do anything there. But some of these decisions now, like, it's just it's a it's a total disaster from top to bottom. I can't get over the the, the blitz plan in this game. Like, you saw this team two weeks ago. Everybody in the league knows this is what Wink Martindale does. Plus, you're the team that gets blitzed more often than anybody else in the league. How is it week 18 and we still have no answers, no adjustments, no plan? It is, it is crazy. Like, I don't get it. I don't get a lot of what happened in these past six weeks. Um, it's hard to understand. Like, this is an epic collapse. I, was, I asked you before we went on the air, I said, is there a worse Eagles collapse than this? And I think even like the Chip Kelly collapse at the end, the Andy Reid, Juan Castillo, D coordinator collapse years, like they were all more palatable than this. This is embarrassing. Like I walked outside this week and I have an Eagles flag out front of my house. I went, Ugh. <laughs> like I kind of cringed at it. And I went, I got to take this down. Like I don't even want to have it out for the playoffs. The playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it is like it is a very funny, cruel joke that this team is going to get to play in the playoffs but and as a favorite on the road uh, we'll see if that if that line holds up <laughs> uh super chat from rohit who says go birds always go birds even when they suck i appreciate the uh yes stick good go birds uh, from i rohit just don't there. believe it um we're gonna hear a little bit from zach berman coming up in i'm gonna guess about a half an hour so zach's tweet um, was that aj brown was at the locker room door greeting teammates as they came in he escaped he, the locker room. He, <laughs> he did escape the room. Uh, the Eagles end the season with a plus five point differential Ooh. as an 11 and 16. It's not negative. Actually better than, you know, you might have expected given uh, they got down to negative two in this game. I don't real quick. I don't want to make this an AJ thing. Doesn't it seem like he's trying really hard to be the good teammate? And I don't want to like question the moves. Yeah, I don't want to question it either, but. Like it does. Is it a little performative to stay outside of the locker room when the team just got like donkey whomped and nobody really wants to talk to anybody right now? Player only meeting before in the escape room. It's just like I don't know. I yeah, you know, it's it's it doesn't matter, but just an observation. It's a little little performative. I mean, do you have any? Is there any part of you that feels optimistic about the playoffs? Uh, my optimism in that. Baker Mayfield sucks is all I got. Yeah, that week three game feels like a long time ago. Yeah, that's a totally different season. So, no, no, no real optimism at all. Um, I fully expect them to be one and done. I mean, that defense, they're not even trying. Like, I don't want to say they're not trying, but they don't know what they're doing. Like, <laughs> there were, the, the play tonight where Cunningham tackled Bradbury. Like, this team is just, they they can't. Yeah, it's crazy that they lost this game getting back, you know, mid-career Ray Lewis and <laughs> Zach Cunningham. They can't walk and chew gum at the same time right now. Good little the, wordplay on the Super Chat from Ultra Grandad. The F.O. needs to F.O. That is good. I see what you did there. Crafty. I like that. Yeah, I'm with you. Like. I yeah. fully expect Mike yeah. Evans to go you for like 140 and two other. touchdowns. Yeah. Pets heads are falling off. It's a whole, I mean, like there, there, there was not a single moment of that game 
that could make you feel good about anything. No. It was, I mean, I started playing NBA Jam in the third quarter because <laughs> I was like, I need, I need a, a, a break from my eyes. Like, I can't, I don't want to watch this anymore. I wanted to, t- like, tune out. There was, no, there was no real point outside of us doing this show of watching that second half. And shout out to everybody in the chat. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Hit that like button while you're in here. There was no need to watch that second half. Like, the team had quit. They had they had waved the white flag before halftime. It was over. Well, and they, I mean, they literally did give up because Nick Sirianni pulled Hurts, you know, yes. a little bit yeah. before the end of the uh, the end of the first half, which I think was the right thing to do at yes. that point. Unfortunately, like a bunch of guys still had to play, and they got hurt. Hurts uh, is <laughs> flipping off the uh, the camera with his busted middle finger. AJ Brown hurts his knee. We'll find out. Uh, we probably will not find out any news on that tonight, but uh, maybe heading into tomorrow. Sidney Brown goes out. Cam Jurgens hurts his eye. Like this, like walking wounded team that is in just utter collapse. Just very funny that they're still going to go have to go play in the playoffs. I can't believe there's another week. Like we're going to run this back next weekend. And pretend like the Eagles lose by three touchdowns. <laughs> Have a shot? I mean, I guess they do. We're going to spend all week talking ourselves into, you know what? You know what? They have, listen, they have upside. We have seen it over the course of the season. They have beaten good teams. They have elite players. All it takes is them to just play to their level of capability. And they can easily go down and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then the game is going to start. They're going to get blitzed and go three and out on the first series. Mike Evans is going to catch two passes for 85 yards on the opening drive, and they're going to lose by four touchdowns. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, I. And then Jalen's going to go to his press conference in another walking boot or like a full body cast. Oh, the cliches for the offseason are uh, going to be great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know what. I guess Rent's doing the offseason still. The main thing is the main thing. And. Uh, and then we'll probably hear about the injury to the knee that he was playing through, and this and that, and. I directionally, I don't really know what where they go this offseason. Um, because defensively, they just need almost like a clean slate to a degree. Because when you think about it, like you don't think I, they can bring back Matt Patricia? <laughs> just give him the defense. You don't think that's palatable? No, no, I don't think uh I don't think that's gonna be in the cards. Mm. Uh but honestly, think about how good Sean Desai was to make yeah. this defense look competent. Yeah, seriously. Like, and I think, you know, when my mom was like, you really think they quit on the team? I, I don't want to say that they, like, love Sean Desai to the point of, like, quitting on him but or quitting on Matt Patricia. But ever since he's taken over, they all look like dumbasses that they don't know what's going on. I mean, there is a, there is, there's a, a distinct line in the sand here. There is. And there isn't, there's, there isn't, I mean, that is, that is the like crucial turning point of the season. Yes. When they did that. hundred percent. Right? Because if you're going to press that button, you better know. Yes. That it's going to get something close to the results you want. And the unintended consequences of it, aside from, Giving the defense to someone who who doesn't have a great track record of, no, of leading most defense. overrated defensive coach ever, and like it's that it's it's not the middle of the season, it's not early season where you're like putting in the investment of time and hoping by the end of the season you're gonna you're gonna get things right. There's not a lot of time left. It's break glass. He's and trying to change a lot of things, and the players who you know whether some of them you know didn't like Sean Desai or what, like they have been uh, building up 
in this scheme, respecting this coach, theoretically, yeah. all season long, to flip the switch on them like that in the middle of the season is really risky. And we don't know whether that was just Nick Sirianni doing it on his I own. I doubt it. Or if it was, you know, pressured to make the decision to him from Harry Roseman and or Jeffrey Lurie. But if it was just Nick Sirianni, boy, did that backfire. And that's going to look terrible to the people who were yep. making the decisions. If it wasn't, it's not great that they're making him do something like that in the middle of the season. Neither of those things is great, obviously. And it has completely backfired. They went from just a below average defense to like the worst defense in the league, you know, between like two or three teams. It's, it's awful. And they, they look like there is absolutely no hope on that side of the ball. Yeah, absolutely none. I mean, like it's, it's hard to imagine how much worse of a job he's done. Uh, and I do want to get to some of these super, the super chats, chats here in a and second. Eugene Krabs, I mean, Woo. this might uh, be Jeffrey Lurie, this, the, the money he's throwing around. Uh, we'll get to those in one Thank second. Thank you for a great regular season. No, oh, sorry. He says, uh, Bo, ZB, Jamie, Daniz, and all the producers. P.S. I hope those Miami aliens take over the planet so we don't have to watch this team play again. Wow. Eugene with the $100 super chat. Thank you, sir. Uh, we'll get to the rest of those in a second because I want to get to every super chat because you guys uh, are paying to get those up there. Like, that is the point where I think this all just went wrong. Yeah. When you look back on it and we, no doubt. We, and we look back at the Eagles yearbook 2023 in a couple months, I think the decision, and I'm going to be really interested to find out if we ever find out where that decision came from, because I have a feeling it was above Nick personally. Um, but if, you, if you're right, or not that you're right, but if, if it's Nick's decision only, then that pretty much guaranteed he's fired. Because you don't make that decision and have it backfire on you that much uh, and not, you know, probably pay the consequences for right. it. Um, but this is like the worst. This is worse than Juan Castillo being coming, uh, you know, like defensive coordinator. Like this is going to be one that's talked about for a long time. Like remember when they uh, fired Sean Desai and sent him up to the booth and made Matt Patricia the D.C.? Yeah. And they, and he allegedly had third down play calling a week or two leading up to it. So you, if I have the timeline of that correct, am I right? I think it was like a week or two where Desai was stripped of third down play calling. That's the reporting from Jeff McClain, yeah. And it didn't go well on those third downs, and you still no. made yeah. the Good decision. Point. Like, there's a pecking order of uh, <laughs> some things that need to be sorted out in that building. Uh, and this is, there's an HVAC, there's a dead uh, fish skeleton in the HVAC system down there. Something stinks real bad. And they got to figure it out yet again. Painting some good pictures tonight. Yeah. The Eagles are, they just cannot escape drama. No. Good, they are absolutely bad. addicted to drama. They love drama. No, I think that's a feature for them. Yeah. Like number one. Yeah. All right. Let's get to those super chats. Then we'll get to some ads and then we'll talk a little bit more. Uh, DKITT says, how much does Hertz's contract affect us going forward? We need a lot of help. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's not going anywhere. No. There's no doubt about that. Uh, they're going to have some tough decisions to make this offseason. They're not going to get a ton of cap room. I think they're going to sign Devontae Smith to a long-term deal. I think they're going to have to move on from some of the guys who may or may not retire. They might have to eat a lot of money to cut James Bradbury, who was really bad against I think that's $17.5 million or something. Yeah. Roughly, they'd have they to eat. Because like one of it, I, I believe... Like BG's is designed to be a post June yeah. one cut, but you can only do two. Avante's we'll, is we'll, a we'll post June one when savings. the season ends. Yeah, but Bradbury, I think you take it on the chin. 
where you wait until actual June. For, you, you, there's no reason to do it early. You just yes. wait until June, June yeah. 1st. Uh, from Real Time says, my last sandwich money spent to ask, do you really think Sirianni will let an offense and defense not be from his philosophies? It's a good question, but we have a we have a history from this Eagles organization of knowing that they have a heavy hand in the coaching staff. Uh, if things especially are not going to their liking, happened with Doug Peterson. Uh, I, I think there's no, no reason to doubt that it might happen again if it hasn't happened already. Uh, Dahlia, just throwing it in, telling us the Super Chat. Love it. Thank you, Dahlia. Uh, Cole, we have elite players, but not an elite about. Just because Jalen got paid doesn't make him good. Hell, we paid Carson Wentz. That's true. No doubt about that. Caller makes a fine point. Bob, we had a baby, it's a boy. Bob had uh, a baby, it's a boy. Uh, uh, Super Jet, shout out to Bob. And then uh, Michael Bolton does that no talent ass clown. Dumb belly flops. Says there was only one post game question. Nick, do you think this team quit on you and the staff? I am very curious to hear about the tenor of Nick Sirianni's press conference when we talk to Zach. So who do you think's the heavy hand tonight uh, in the press? Who's going hard to the hole asking that question? Because it's going to come uh, up, I would assume. I think Jeff McLean. Yeah. Uh, he's happy to be in that. <laughs> he knows his role, role and, he, um, and, he, and he follows through. Credit to him, yeah. I mean, somebody's got to do it. Uh, Tim McManus will do that. Uh, Old T-Mac. T-Mac knows what he's doing. Um, if, if you had to get inside. Zach will, Zach, Zach will ask a tough question. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't, so if you had to get inside get Zach Berman's you know? mind in that press conference tonight, what, what avenue do you think Zach wants to, to go? Uh, I think Zach's question would be something along the lines of what gives you the faith to think that you can turn things around? Something like, something like that. Okay. And if, I know, I, if I know my Zach. <laughs> and, what, he, and, and he, what, what Zach's good at is if, if, if Nick gives him – tries to to skirt it he'll be well respectfully this is what actually happened like he'll come with his receipts okay zach's always got it got the receipts all right does he take screenshots does he just have a good a good receipt mind mm, like, well you know he'll say like you you know you gave up a uh, 10 of uh, 12 third downs tonight like what gives you a fit you know or, um you know he'll does he have a notepad got, of sirianni sayings from, he's got stuff yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that is going to be an interesting press conference though yeah all right, well, let's just talk a little bit. Let's talk a little game time because if you are like a real, a real um, sadist and just a, a, a pervert for bad football, you might want to go watch this Eagles team in Tampa Bay next weekend. Boy, is that deranged. But if that's the case, you could buy tickets to your favorite events, which should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. They've got flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find, easy to check out the seats, the view from those seats, all that good stuff. Images of CFU's lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Tickets make great holiday gifts. We're a little bit past the holidays, but, you know, maybe someone's got a birthday coming up. 
Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. And that is a guarantee. And while we're here, let me tell you about FOCO. If you notice the set behind me, lots of good little trinkets and bobbleheads and other fun stuff. Because FOCO is the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment in merchandising with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. All my cousins were asking me at the Christmas party, Jamie, where'd you get that bird's ugly sweater? Well, I got it on FOCO. The overalls in the Phillies playoffs, yep, they came from FOCO also. They have the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandom, and it's football and tailgating season if your team, you know, has real Super Bowl aspirations, ours probably doesn't. So maybe you need to stock up on the offseason stuff. But if you're still tailgating and your team has a chance, uh, you can get, you know, the best tailgating grill, overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need. And FOCO has hooked us up here at PHLY and provided awesome pieces for our sets. FOCO always has our back for Philly sports and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by going to the link on the on the screen right in front of you there. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code PHLY10 for 10% off. FOCO is awesome. And that was like the part of the show where I would normally transition to like some of the specifics of the game. Like, let's get into the weeds of who was playing where. You know, <laughs> we got to see Landon Dickerson snapping in this game. But nobody wants to talk about this game. Like, no. the game was ridiculous. And Kenny even if Gainwell they won. looked kind of good. I, I'm surprised they didn't run the ball more when they when Wink Martindale was doing nothing but blitzing. Give him the ball. He looked good. Seven for 62. Career long run today. Marcus Mariota's fast. He looked pretty quick. I mean, the fact that the interception he threw on the first play. He's horrible. That was so good. I mean, that is good comedy. Like, you could not write that better. That was very funny. He's really A bad. A busted screen that gets intercepted on his first play of the game. Come on. That's great. Yeah. That, uh. Yeah, he's not good. Can we see some Tanner McKay? I think maybe Tanner McKay should start next week. Why not? What do you got to lose? Wow. <laughs> real okie dokie. Real, like Todd Bowles is not prepared for that. Ball's coming out with, with Danny <laughs> Mack. You know that. I, I mean, do you think if Jalen all of a sudden started getting it out in two and a half seconds, two and a half seconds, this offense would improve? Do you think that's a real concern going into the offseason? I think that the... In terms of a regression for him. Level of difficulty, it looks like everything has to be on offense. Not a good sentence. But (laughs) the fact that everything on offense with Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard and one of the best offensive lines in the league, everything looks so difficult is a major problem. And aside, and that's over the arc of the season, taking into account when they have been playing very well, you know, like a top eight offense in the league. Not good enough for the talent that they have. And as, as disastrous as the defense is, one of the very worst in the league, I think that for Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, the drop-off on offense is is going to be even more of a pressure point for them. 
Yes, because I believe they were built to offensively slaughter people and have a defense that was okay enough, right? Like that's kind of their philosophy this season was, all right, our our offense can go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and we can be as good as any offense in this league. Our defense is okay. Right, and you hope that you get some variance. You hope that you get some bounce back. There are some things that will probably regress next year positively. But from a everybody's pointing fingers at everybody else. The offense wasn't good enough. The overall. defense, you could point a lot of fingers oh, sure. at the roster That's easy to do. On offense, there's no roster construction issues really. Like we can quibble. I think I think they should have brought in a real third receiver in the offseason so that they weren't trying to make Julio Jones a thing. You're trying to blue ball year, Julio. Twenty twenty exactly. Um you could I mean running back worked out very well. Yeah. Like on paper, but, there's not an issue with the offense. Right. Not one. Especially because they stayed healthy for the most part. But On defense, the construction has, has not been great. And for lots of reasons, there were some decisions that made sense in a vacuum, but as a whole, set them up to not be in very good position. But they also didn't get the return on investment from that defensive line, which we've talked about over the course of the season. I just think that like knowing that this is an offense-first franchise – not putting uh, Jalen Hurts in a position to succeed more is going to be um, like the crux of the difficult conversations that they have. Will you be shocked if Brian Johnson returns? I don't think I would be shocked, but I don't think that anything would shock me at this point. I wouldn't be shocked if they if they completely clear house. Yeah. The, now, this is just a gut outsider. I be, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they if they keep Brian Johnson and bring in, you know, motion doctor, whoever, yeah. you know, to be Kyle announced. Shanahan's like young right. protege, Some, right, whatever. Exactly. Somebody who drove Kyle Shanahan to the airport sure. or whatever. Um, I mean, I would, I guess the, I was going to say the one thing that would shock me is if they just like let Matt Patricia be the defensive coordinator. <laughs> that would absolutely shock But I actually don't know me. if that would shock me. I, I think that like, would, I think they that like would blow my doors building, off. Whether or not they should, but... <laughs> There is there is no off season outcome I think that would that I think is table. off the table. Yeah, my my gut because I was thinking about this at halftime. I ran down to get, grab a cheesesteak, uh, so I missed you guys at halftime. Uh, but I was sitting there waiting for my cheesesteak, and I went, "This just feels like everybody's gone, like the whole coaching staff, clean house." Because I was just trying to picture Jeffrey Lurie like taking this game in. Jeffrey Lurie does not take. Embarrassment, embarrassment well. well, yeah. And this is embarrassing. Yes. This is the worst Eagles collapse of, I think, of my lifetime. There is. Think I think historically it, in the NFL, it's up there. I think if you think about it this way, think about every single team in the NFL. The season is over. The regular season is over now. I don't know if there is a team in the league that feels worse about itself no. right now than the Eagles. No. Like even the Bears, maybe the Patriots, but it's like okay, this was this was the end of this was an inevitable ending. Like okay, like I'm I'm going down the list of teams, like Carolina, I guess, Be- probably Carolina. You've got your, David Tepper throwing you, drinks throwing on drinks. people. <laughs> you 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 gave up all that equity for the quarterback who looks way worse than the quarterback you should have just sat and taken. <laughs> you know. Everybody else has like a little glimmer of hope. 
relative to what their expectations were heading into the season, like maybe Jacksonville, I guess, Ooh, gacking Dougie that P's game away. Through, yeah. uh, that's a good one. But like, think about where they were two months ago. Their win total for the season was 11 and a half, and they didn't catch it. Your boy. That is hard. Mike uh, Passione, if you're watching, um, that's a that's a tough one. All you Eagles betters out there that had a, over 11 and a half this year. I, I, like, that's one you talk about until your deathbed. Like, do you, do you know in 2023 they, they were 10 and 1, one and I had a big ticket for 12 wins and they couldn't even do it? Um uh, it's 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 comically bad and embarrassing for the I don't know our wife, Christian Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> Albert O'Coyman wasn't even active. What the hell? <laughs> Does your wife know all about the Christian Ellis? I think she's happy to not know anything about it. <laughs> well, I think she did watch the uh, the sermon. Okay, yeah. all right, that's good. Uh, let's get back to some of the super chats, Bo, because they were they were pouring they were in. in, and you know you got to give people They're keeping a love. the lights on right now. Yeah, thank you guys, all uh, of you. QQ Bradbury to safety. Slow cornerbacks tend to do that. I actually think that that is a possibility. Yeah, rather than eat them. the money, um, sure. Now, I mean, he's a very smart player. You so you would think from a. Uh, knowing what's going on standpoint, that would be a fine transition. I think body type wise, he can hold up. I think that certainly the, that uh, is a better match for his speed. It's not like you have you to know, be physical in the safety game. If you pencil game. it in, you've got him and Sidney Brown and Reed Blankenship between the three of those guys. I think that's possible. Um, but I also think it's it's possible that, that they just move on. Uh, from Bob again, the days of talent covering up coaching ended after Hertz scored against Buffalo. Nick is gone. A good offensive coach could do wonders here. I do think they need a whatever, however it comes, they need some freshness in the scheme. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yes. Tim says, don't you think our best shot in the playoffs is to reinstate Sean Desai as DC? Besides egg on your face, what reason is there not to do it? I totally agree. Completely agree. Now, listen, we uh, we had on Friday, we had our crystal bald eagles uh, for how, like, what what would be the best story for the rest of the Eagles season. Like the, 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 if you could write it like a movie script, what would be the best story? And what I said was they lose in embarrassing fashion to the Giants. They announced that Sean Desai is the defensive coordinator before, again, before the Think playoffs. Think bigger. Head coach. Oh, Nick Sirianni's fired. Wow. Sean Desai made head coach. They go on a Super Bowl run. Wow. Yes, I have them beating, then beating uh, Tampa. Going to Detroit and winning on a pass to I can see it. Sua Opeta. Then you go to San Francisco. Jalen Hurts gets injured on the first play of the game. Marcus Mariota gets injured on the second play of the game. Tanner McKee. Tanner McKee leads him to a, 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 like a blowout victory, yeah. uh, taking advantage of the, the Shanahan rule, and then they lose in the playoffs to the Browns. Ooh, the irony of the McKee-Shanahan. That's really good. Yeah. You've put in some thought to that. It's good. Yeah. So maybe that'll happen. Uh, another super chat from Cole. What do you think Nick Foles is up to next week? Is Joe, if Joe Flacco can come off the couch and lead the Cleveland Michael Dunns to the Super Bowl, <laughs> I'm sure BDN can too. <laughs> Worth thinking about. And then finally, Rohit. Eagles are trash, but we got a free roll next week. No expectations. Just need the D-line to wake up. Now listen, it is true. You they don't go to trash. the playoffs every year. They have, a they have a chance. You know, if they can, if they can sack up, and play like they are capable of playing, 
They can absolutely win a couple games. Sure. They can also lose by 40. Um, there is... What's funnier? I think the win is funnier. Yeah, I think it's funnier if they win. In, like, emphatic fashion, like, blow them out. Like, if they go out and win by, like, 30, right. that's and that's objectively hilarious, they're dancing. Right? Yeah, that's very funny. It's funny if they then... if. I think I think the funniest would be blow out win next week, then go to San Francisco, blow them out. Oh. Just like knock their socks off and then go to Detroit and lose and lose by 70. <laughs> yeah. And Dan Campbell actually yeah. eats a kneecap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm, that I is think pretty that's good. That's probably the funniest. <laughs> that's where we are, folks. Coming up. Or I guess it would also be funny if they if they went to the Super Bowl and got blown out, and then it was like they went three and one in the playoffs, but had a negative point differential, it was like <laughs> yeah. they win three games by one point and then lose by forty-five. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. At this point, they should just commit to a bit and like go with it. Yeah, lean in. Yeah, like don't fight it at this point. The season's over. Just find the funniest bit and try and try and uh, nail it. You know. So, what do you hope the Eagles do in the off season? Do you want them to move on? Uh, leading up to this game, I thought getting rid of Sirianni was a bit crazy. Um, just because... It is crazy. It's crazy that it is a legitimate possibility. Yes, because he overperformed, overperformed, and now you want to cut bait. And that's like the debate I'm having with myself. It's like, you really want to cut bait already? Like, he got you to the Super Bowl. He helped get you to the Super Bowl last year. He outperformed year one and the, and the Vegas win total, all of that. And I'm sitting here going like, yeah, you got you to gotta clean house. Like, I think it's a rash. It's not irrational anymore. I shouldn't say that. Typically, that's an irrational thing to do. But there's only been two teams in the history of football that have been this bad down the stretch. And I don't know how you, I don't know how you run it back without it stinking. Metaphorically. The thing is, like... And I think Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, to their credit, make the hard decisions before it gets out of control, typically. Like, they like to cut off the head before it gets worse. In theory, I think. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if you think that he's not the guy anymore, that you sh then you should move on. As, as I think you have to talk to your veteran the, leaders. The exact thing is, uh, I forget who he's pulling it from, some general. But... Uh, like uh, anything that uh, must be done eventually should be done immediately. Yeah. Which I think is fair. And now listen, if it is the case that there is real uh, combativeness between the coaching staff and the locker room, which we don't know, but if that is possible, Seems like if it. that is a thing, or if it's between the coaching staff and the front office, like Nick Sirianni's job is to design the offense and like his whole thing is about keeping the vibes high and yeah. we don't need to use the word vibes, but like culture, 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 connect all that stuff. And if that stuff is failing already and the offense is not pulling its weight, you can see the case against it. Well, the thing with Nick Sirianni, I always thought the Ted Lasso comparison was was pretty apt. You know what I mean? Like extreme positivity, 
pull people up by their bootstraps with them, you know, like everybody get, get and people. And he's to, authentic. He, yeah. This is who he is. And I don't think he's making it up. I think that's what he believes, but I think he's being Ted Lasso. But Ted Lasso, like there's a high corny factor. And like once you stop listening to Ted Lasso, it becomes easy to just say shut the fuck up in your mind. Like I think it's a real fine line of like flowers and plants and culture and we're cultivating and this and that to the point when your players and if these Jay Glazer reports and Derek Gunn reports are coming out, I don't think players do that unless it's already over. And I think this is where Jeffrey Lurie is going to probably sit down with the, you know, the Kelsey's, the Graham's, the Cox's, you know, all the, the veterans that he's had there for a decade plus and, and find out the real story of like, were his words just falling on deaf ears? Because I think it's a real easy corner to turn from, I like this guy. This is positive. This is positive. Oh, shut the fuck up. We don't believe in you. Well, and what it is, and Nick Sirianni has said this, and this is the truth. Are you making me better? Right? None, none of the coaching staff is making anybody better this year. And if, if you're not making me better, then I'm going to stop listening to you. Yeah. Right? Um, it's like, it's like any boss in the world. Sure. Either make me better at my job or leave me alone. Um, and if he's, and if, if that is not the case, then you can see how things would, would be sour. Just, uh, going through Twitter as, as we, uh, see what's going on with Nick Sirianni and in the locker room. Looks like he said, uh, we got to flush this one, Nick Sirianni. We got to yeah. flush the last month. I think they've used that one before. Um, Chris Franklin reporting that Sidney Brown has a large brace on his right knee and is in crutches. That's good. That's uh, let's see. Uh, so here's the question to if he, do you want to hear the Sirianni answer to if he lost the locker room or I not? Say if, if the locker room still believes in him, according to Brandon Lee Gowden, the answer is we have a lot of belief in the locker room. There are, are a lot of teams that want to be in our position in making the playoffs. And now it's time for us to give it everything we got. Mm. Jalen Hurts said his finger popped out. We're taking it day by day. Oh, God. Can he? Can I he, mean, that is a good meme, though. That will be a good with just yeah. Jalen just holding up the broken middle finger. We're taking it day by day. Like, is that necessary there? That was a quote from him. Yeah. I mean, what's he going to do? Not play next week? Come on. Like, can you just drop the cliche? Like, Every once in a blue moon. No, he won't. That's like, can you just stop? We're taking it day by day. Oh my, my fingers out of its fucking socket here, but we're going to take it day by day. No shit, man. Can you just say my finger came out of its socket? It hurts. I'll be fine. Now your back's going to hurt. Yeah. Like I'll see you in Tampa. I'll be on the field. All right. I threw after it came out of its socket. I'm fine. Enjoy the memes, Philadelphia. Like the cliche machine just, God, drives me nuts. Like, just just talk. That's all. I'm sorry, Jalen. I didn't want to bring you into this. Wheelhouse is our <laughs> go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is cards and community because love of sports unites us all. They carry all of your favorite card brands like Topps, Chrome Baseball, and Mosaic Football, as well as T-shirts, hats, and hoodies from brands like Mitchell and Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food, Starter, and Shy Vintage Sports. Looking to grade your sports card collection? Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host tons of different family-friendly events and birthday parties 
every month. It is a go-to spot for Zach and Reed Berman. So Zach I Berman, like my voice cracked a little on that read. Zach Berman tweet uh, points out on Twitter uh, two hours ago: the Eagles have no answers for the Giants' blitz. The Giants are number two in the NFL in blitzes per dropback. The team that's number three in the NFL: the Tampa Bay Bucks. So do you think, Bo? Now going into the playoffs, it's time to put up or shut up. You know, rent is due. Do you think there will be an adjustment to the blitzes they're likely to see next week? No, I. Yeah. I mean, I think there will be some adjustments. They will try to uh, solve these things, but and what, do I think they will have the answers? No. How is that possible? It's. it's I mean, there are this a lot isn't... of there are a lot of things at this point where it's like if if they were going to show it, if they were going to have this the self scouting, and they would have, we would have seen it already, right? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I have no confidence that they're going to be able to do that. But if the Tampa Bay comes out and blitzes on 75 percent of the first two series next week. I fully expect the Eagles to, to continue just running vertical routes. Makes sense, doesn't it? Just go deep, guys. Go with the hardest, longest route it takes to complete. Forget the uh, you know the flat and the crossing routes and the dump offs and the emergency valves. None of it. Yeah, just just go deep, guys. I'll, I'll find you. Yeah. This, I don't know. This is bad. Eagles football, baby. Catch the fever. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, can we bring in backups now? Should we? <laughs> we'll wave the white flag. This is unbelievable. Uh, I do think we're going to hear from Zach shortly uh, from MetLife Stadium. L- he loves being there. That's his, it's one of his favorite places. He really had um, a, uh, a real admiration of MetLife Stadium. He loves that place. It's, he, a, it's, 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 it's a house that he built. It sucks. It's awful. That stadium sucks. Yeah, Even my Giants terrible. friends hate it. Yeah, it's terrible. No it, character. And by the way, like, when is the NFL going to just mandate grass fields? This is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I mean, disagree. four players got hurt. Granted, maybe not all of them are field-related in the first quarter. It has the highest injury rate in the NFL. I think it's like almost 31% more likely to get hurt on turf than grass. You know, you're this multi-billion-dollar industry, and yet you're you're playing on a stadium like that. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Eagles had to play there twice. Lost both times. Hmm. I don't know if you guys knew that. Fun fact. Oh, uh, surprisingly, not as rare as I was hoping to find uh, teams that lost in MetLife Stadium to both the Giants and Jets in the same season over the past decade. Given how bad those teams have been. Commanders did it this season. Bears did it last season. So oh. I was really hoping that was going to be a good, like, oh, Eagles are the first team the last decade to lose. <laughs> but couldn't. No, no. They're just far for the course. Couldn't cherry pick that one uh, quite well enough. Uh, let us know what else is on your mind in the chat as we uh, try to figure out what is next here for the Eagles. Oh, uh, man. Uh, How was the... Even, uh, like, the guys... Even the guys... Like Jalen Carter, who was so good in the first half of the season. I mean, what has he done? The past he, month? he hit a rookie wall. He's he hasn't done much more than Jordan Davis. Here's the craziest thing of this game. You know who finished third in the Eagles uh, in tackles in this game, Jamie? <sighs> Nicholas Mora led the way, followed by Kevin Byard, and then Tristan McCollum. Wow. I'm going to be honest, Bo. You don't know who that is. 
didn't even know who he was. Totally understandable. He's, is, on, he's on the practice squad. Is that a real he's, person? Uh, elevated for this game. Um, he is Zion McCollum's brother. Oh, why didn't you lead with that? <laughs> um, and there you go. Wow. Yeah. But boy, those 93 yards from Quez. <laughs> Let's look at the positives. Yeah. Let's stop being so negative. Mariota, six for 46 on the ground. Uh, yeah. Finished 13 of 20 for 148 yards, one <laughs> touchdown and one interception, and a quarterback rating of 82.9. We got to see Tommy Cutlets in this game. Made a little cameo. Two for two for 14 yards. Tyrod I Taylor. will not lie to you. I thought about Cutlets as soon as he came in the game. Why wouldn't you? Cutlets are great. Mm. My wife requested some cutlets in the very near future. I do some pretty nice cutlets. Oh, you make them? Yeah. And we're overdue. It's been a long time. And I think the next okay. time I go in for the cutlet, it's going to be like a... Now, are you like, are you pounding the chicken? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like a 40 to 50 cutlet like operation. I want to like uh, freeze some and like... Okay. Just because it's, it's a mess. Yeah. Like the whole process and okay. clean up. So I'm just going to go for it. Make like forty or fifty cutlets. I like that. Give some out, freeze some. You know, like oh, play frisbee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about cutlets ever since Christmas and Devito. Gotta go to Farina Devito. <laughs> I do want to go there. Had some of their leftovers. Best cutlets in the city. Yeah. Um, what else are you looking to cook late, uh, in the near future? Uh, we got chili tomorrow night. Oh, I'm always a big chili fan. Um. I don't know what else. Julia's got some chili to come home to tonight. Yeah. Big chili she... week. <laughs> yeah. Soup season. Yeah. Big soup guy. You? I like a soup. I don't make a lot of soups. I wish I, I wish I made more. You know what I'm not good at is is like uh saving like the the turkey bones or the chicken bones, making, making a stock, stock of it. Like yeah, it's just yeah. it's high it's a lot of work. High effort is that yeah. is that really worth the return on investment for it? better, but you gotta look at a carcass and like I don't mind looking at a carcass. No. Yeah, I don't know something about. I mean, like, I watched the Eagles this season. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get a soup going this week. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a stew, a little Stewart. Yeah, you know, a little beef stew. <laughs> yeah, a little beef stew. Okay, you ever do like a butternut squash soup? Oh yeah, that's nice with little okay. pine nuts on top. Okay. Yeah, that's. The, I mean, this is what we have to look forward to. <laughs> Football season's about to be over, and mm. you know what's your soup recipe? Yeah, we've got. You know, we, we, yes, we have had a soup draft in the past on the previous program. We can have another one. What was the number one pick in the soup draft? Uh, I don't remember if it was number one, but a first round pick from Marissa was broccoli cheddar, which blew my mind. I mean, a first round pick—you got to be kidding me! Ooh, that is. Mm. But people that I'm love broccoli cheddar, still thinking about that reach from from Marissa. <clears throat> I think if I had to go one, I'm going Italian wedding. Okay. The classic Versatile. chicken noodle, though, like, yeah, it's tough to beat. Tough to beat. You know, many different uh, use cases for it. I think about French onion a lot with that top pick, mm. but it's too cheesy for like your well, and it's, every again, it's, day. It's like, are we? T if I know I'm going to get four soups, then I can take one that is much more. Yeah. Uh, like this is the best one I have it, but I don't. It's I don't. It's not as utilitarian. Mm -hmm. If you're only getting like one or two soups in the draft, you need one that's going to be versatile. Yeah. You know, like what's gonna what when when you really need it, what's gonna hit for me? Like, I, I like a I like a New England clam chowder. Oh yeah, but I don't want I don't want one every day. That's why like the Italian wedding and the chicken noodle, like I feel like is there for me. It's a it's a pillar of my franchise. Mm. I can I can go multiple directions Dependable. with so it. It's a it's a right tackle. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Can't go Set wrong. Set and forget it. it for the next seven years. 
Is it bad good. that last week I found myself uh, after the game Googling mock drafts, 2024 mock drafts? I usually save that until February. Yeah, I mean, do what you got to do. That's where I'm at, where I was like, all right, well, how? what's the first secondary player going off the board? Mm. And something, I'm going to have to invite myself onto your guys' draft special down the line because, Bo, there is a white cornerback oh, projected yes. in the first Cooper round. DeJong. We're going to have to break it down. The unicorn. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the Eagles buck the trend and go white cornerback linebacker first two rounds. I doubt it. I doubt it as well. Mm. All right. Speaking of white guys, we have Zach Berman live with us from MetLife Stadium. <laughs> what a transition. Great uh, look at you, Zach. You know, the collar, it looks like it has, it has lost a little bit of its starch. So it looks like a much more normal collar. Uh, we will find a new slant. How are you? How's the locker room? Uh, happy to see you guys. Excited to come on the show. Did they pop champagne for making the playoffs? No, but that was their prevailing message, was that they're in the playoffs. Oh. Everything resets. It's zero and zero, right? Like, come on. You know how many teams would wish they were in this position right now? That's the prevailing theme in there. Uh, that They won 11 games. They're in the playoffs. Everything resets. Zero and zero. Those were the talking points. That's what you heard. I don't know if that makes you feel better. They, they couldn't flip the switch last week. They couldn't flip the switch this week. So now they got to flip the switch next week, right? Um, that's, that's, uh, and that was a question that I had asked. New switches people. to flip. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you are who you are, right? I think they need a new breaker box at this point. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but no, in the locker room, honestly, um, well, we can start with the, 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 the most, like, high, the highest profile people. Uh, which is Nick Sirianni, it's a lot of the same message from him. They got to play better. They got coach better. Uh, in terms of like how they can do this, is um, it's the same thing he said, frankly, the past few weeks. These guys have been through adversity before. They've all been through adversity in their lives, and you pick yourself up off the, off, off the, off the mat. So he's playing the same card, right? I think that's the card he has to play. He even talked about what he said to the team before the NFC Championship game last year, which is like a very subtle reminder that, hey, they were yes. in the NFC Championship game last year, yes. right? That's no, uh, accident. no accident there. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, there tomorrow's, were a lot of questions. Tomorrow's Zoom press conference, they'll be wearing Super Bowl apparel from last year. <laughs> yep. Yeah. This is, you know, the, that's, that's kind of the, the, the thing that they like pointing out. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, he spoke after the game. He said he's, he, he'll take this day by day. The finger popped out. He's never had something like that before. Uh, he didn't want to talk about how it felt when he went back in there. Nick Sirianni said he was able to rip it when he went back in there. But we will see. A.J. Brown, I saw him. Uh, he, he actually greeted everyone as they came into the locker room. Was not wearing uh, – or I'm, I'm sorry, did not have crutches. Like, was not wearing anything other than like a – like he had the sleeve on his knee, but nothing that would indicate this is a, a major long-term injury. Nick Sirianni does not have an update on that yet as well. Now we can get into kind of what different guys said in the locker room, but uh, or, or what Sirianni and Hertz said. But I, I think as far as like the the big items, that's 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 what will knock off at the top. Uh, Zach, I I really I know it's your job to be in there, but like as a uh, a fan, I just don't care about Jalen Hurts speaking anymore. It's just cliche after cliche after cliche. What was your biggest takeaway from Sirianni? Is it? self-scouting is it is new season like 
they yeah. it, it's probably hard for people to believe in what they hear out of him at this point now mm-hmm. after these past six weeks. Yeah, honestly, my biggest t- takeaway from Sirianni is similar to what I just said in that I don't think he has another card to play here, right? I think his his his, his messaging is what it's been. And, yeah, the, the whole thing about zero and zero, and you keep hearing that, right? They're in it. Uh, but, honestly, it's 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 similar to what we've heard the past few weeks. And, I, and, and, and frankly, the, the reason that I, I'd like to go to Sirianni each, each, each week, obviously he's the, he's the head coach, but you want to see like, is there something different? You know, what's, yeah. what's jumping out. That's, that's, that's different. So there's the big picture stuff. There's the game specific stuff. There's the stuff about like, is the team still behind him? And he believes that's the case. Said he'd have to ask the players. The players are, are, are saying that publicly, right? Well, well, but, uh, no, they they did not show up for, up for him today. Honestly, the, the best answer that I heard in the locker room today came from Dallas Goddard, uh, and I say it's the best because it's like the only one that 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 doesn't seem to be like from the talking points, and that seems to be like an honest, genuine sentiment. That uh, and what Dallas Goddard said is that when they made the playoffs, they went on cruise control, and it was just kind of like you know a waiting for the playoffs to begin. He said that's kind of not what you're supposed to say, but he feels like that's what it's been around here is is that they've they've been on cruise control waiting for the playoffs. And I like now, that. That's honesty at least. Exactly. And like whether that that helps them pick up the blitz or whether that helps them stop a third down, I can't tell you that. But that is an emotion that like you can understand, right? That uh they kind of showed up and it's and it's like the games that that matter start to matter in January and that they can show up and they can win because they did a 10 of 11 times. And then all of a sudden they realized that there were professional players across the field that if you don't show up, they're going to take advantage of you. But, um, you know, there was a lot of stuff about the blitz. Like they, they knew Wink Martindale was, was, was going to blitz, you know, Jason Kelsey said that they had some stuff in there that they, uh, that they couldn't really get to. And, you know, he was asked about different blitz beaters. He said the reality is, is is to avoid being in in those third downs, right, where they can come at you like that. Uh, so there's there's a, a lot here that that needs to unpack. But honestly, much of what I heard in the locker room is similar to what uh, either I've heard or the talking point that I could have predicted, because that's mm-hmm. what they're telling themselves now. It's 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 zero and zero. It all resets. It's one and done. You know, I heard Brandon Graham talk about. You know, all you need is a crumb. And Jalen Hurts said the same thing about this thing about crumbs. Um, but those crumbs were there last week against Arizona, right? Those crumbs were, I, I mean, today there wasn't much they could have played for there. Uh, but those, those those crumbs were there against Seattle. So that's why the thing that I heard the most, or like the thing that I heard that was most believable today was what Dallas Goddard said is then was that they went on cruise control. And of course, even if that's true, Mm-hmm. it's a dangerous thing to think that you can just turn it back on uh, and, and flex those yep. muscles again. They have lost that, that muscle memory to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, super chat from, I think it was Corey, who's shouting out that we've got Zach, the oh, Cole rather, uh, Zach, the Bushman Berman presented by Manscaped is here. Uh, so that's exciting for you, Zach. We were talking about what question sure you would have asked <laughs> Nick Sirianni. Did you ask a question to Sirianni? Settle our, settle our predictions. Of course, I asked a question this year. What was your? What was your? I, what was, I mean, I'm not. I'm not here for vanity. What you know, was the framing of your question. <laughs> the framing of my question was, if you didn't, if you couldn't flip the switch last week, when all when you had those stakes, 
and you couldn't flip the switch this week, given the conversation going into the game. What makes you think you're going to flip the switch next week? Bo, Bo nailed it. Bo nailed it, ladies and gentlemen. That's <laughs> did you a really? Off. Did you really? Yeah, he did. Almost to a wow. T. That Almost means we spent to, too much time together. My my question, Zach, I said, Bo, Zach, you know Zach you so as well as anyone. What avenue is Zach's question going to go down in the press conference? And pretty much and to said, a T. He's going to say, what, ma- what makes you believe that you have what it takes to turn this thing around? You guys really are meant to be together. Oh, wow. Why did you think I was going to ask that? You just, you just know the way I, uh, yeah. You guys complete each other's senses. Zach Berman every day. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you're the one, job. right? <laughs> I cover Zach Berman like you cover the Eagles. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So I, I ask that because I, I, I do think, you know, that's, that's what keeps jumping out to me here is they think they can just, they think they can just show up, right? They think that they can flip a switch. They, they, they think they're, they're one of these teams that is just, is like, is that good? And they, you know, that, they think they're last year's that, Eagles, Zach. Sure. Sure. And so I, I honestly, the Arizona game, you know, so I was on this show after what was it? Maybe Kansas city uh, or yeah, I, I think it was Kansas city. And I, I think I said until, you know, until they show me why I should pick against them, I'm not going to pick against them because they kept winning those games. Well, now I'm at the point where it's like the opposite until they show me that there's a reason that they can beat a good, that they can beat any team. I, I don't have much confidence that they can because they went out today and they weren't, you know, I, I, I don't want to hear this whole thing about, you know, their, their guys didn't play the whole game or they didn't know it was on the, you know, that they wasn't as, as much on the line today. It was 24, nothing at the, at the time Washington had a lead. Right. <laughs> so uh, they didn't show up ready to play today. They didn't show up with answers on offense or defense. Their best players didn't show up. Um, and Given the way they played last week, that's inexcusable. Given the conversation about, uh, well, this is about pride. This is about having momentum going into the postseason. That's inexcusable, right? Like, they would have been better off not playing their guys and at least having that excuse, Yeah. right? Yes. So the fact that they went out there and they look like this, and, th- and that's what I'm saying. They don't have answers because there is no answer. So Zach, Their only answer is right, well, the thing that they're saying about the zero and zero, they can cling to that because it's true. But that doesn't help you beat Tampa Bay. And as you said, there there are so many times over the past six weeks when if they could have flipped a switch, they were capable mm-hmm. capable of that, they would have done it. And they have, have utterly failed every time. So, Zach, right. I might have a little piece of breaking news for you here. Uh, the Eagles are actually favored next week in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, one and a half point favorite on the road in the playoffs. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not surprised. The Eagles are an 11-1 team that uh, beat them. What was it in week three, 20, 25 to, to, to 11 or 10? Um, it sounds about right. I'll tell yeah. you in a sec. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that, yeah. Wow. 25 to 11. Good for you. 25 to 11. Okay. Uh, so the fact that they, that they're a better team this year, that they beat them once down there, uh, that now obviously that line doesn't take into account yet. We don't know about AJ Brown's status, right? Sure. So we 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 got to see there because I don't think Vegas knows because I don't know if the Eagles know yet. But this is uh, that that doesn't surprise me, and I do think they can beat Tampa. Uh, I think they're they're I think they are better than Tampa. 
I mean, Tampa barely beat Carolina today, right? Carolina hasn't had a lead going in the, in the fourth quarter all season. And Carolina, you know, Carolina had two touchdowns wiped off the board and Tampa Bay only won nine, nothing. Right. So I, I do think they can beat Tampa, but yeah, sure they could, uh, yeah, sure. But then you also wonder, <laughs> and we can get into that this week. We have five shows, but there's, there's like the human element too. Like, do you want to board a plane and go across country to San Francisco? Right. Those guys are thinking, you know, uh, they have to have confidence. They can go out there and, and, and make a run. So yeah, teams have, have done it. Tim McManus from ESPN had a good piece this morning uh, uh, where like Sirianni showed the teams that, that, that struggled going into the postseason and, and then went on runs, but <laughs> that, that didn't motivate them to come out and show any type of semblance of, of, effort or success against against the Giants. All right, I got one for the both of you here. Yeah. Now there's when you, I think when you look back at this season there's going to be three epic pivot points of the season and I want to know which one of you believes in which. I think there's the big dom effect that maybe he was the special offensive consultant okay. this entire time made the offense fail. There was the Christian Ellis effect no and things went south when Christian Ellis was let go and then three uh Sean Desai uh, getting demoted in in favor of Matt Patricia, which which of the three was the most uh, derailing to the Eagles season? Well, obviously the Christian Ellis thing leads to the uh, Desai <laughs> thing, and so that's got to be the number one pick. Okay, and Zach, which would you choose? Yeah, the, definitely Desai. Um, Not the, big the Desai Patricia thing, but I think what no, we are, for, I think what for we two are reasons, learning yeah. is that, and this is serious. It's it's that given how obviously terribly. This has gone since they went to Matt Patricia. It is not the decision to go from Sean Desai to Matt Patricia that is the big thing. It is what that tells us about what was already happening in the building. Yeah. The fact that they had to push that button tells you that this was coming, this was rotten from underneath for longer than we knew. Exactly. There are three things there. Uh, first off, that's like a tangible thing. The defense has, has gotten worse because they have a play caller who did not install this defense, who does not oversee this defense. And um, like, it's, it's not his defense. And, and so they've gotten worse since then. That's, that's, that's number one. Number two, the fact that they felt they had to make that change at 10 and two, the fact that like, as Bo said, they saw something there to make them think this is the direction they needed to go uh, shows that there was something festering there. And then the third thing is you played that card. Right. Once you play that card, that's that's like pushing your chips in the table. Um, you, you know, it's it, you can save that for a different time. You, you could save that for if they had lost against Seattle. Right. Or if they had lost against Arizona. Right. Like they they used it at, at, at that point. And once you use it, you don't have it left. It's, it's like using a timeout. Uh, once you use it, you're 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 rolling there. So because they can't like fire. Patricia now, right? They can't go back to decide. Um, they've they put themselves in, in this corner. So to me, that was the big move. Uh, we thought at the time that it's, it either seemed premature or it was scapegoating. Like it was, so it was such odd timing for it Af after that that Dallas game. Uh, for it to backfire the way it has, I got to be honest, I've never seen – the only move that I've seen in football that's that's like backfired worse than that, and again, I, I I don't have a whole catalog of it, was that time that Sean McDermott benched Tyrod Taylor 
for for Nate Peterman, mm. and then Peterman threw seven interceptions or whatever it was, <laughs> and he had to put put Tyrod back in, and they had him making the playoffs. Right? Uh, the I I've never seen an in season move backfire to this magnitude. When I'm when I watch them on defense today. I couldn't believe it. They had like, they had no idea. You know, uh, I sat two, th- three seats away from Jimmy Kemsky, and and I don't know what it was like on the TV copy and the all twenty-two. The the pass to, to Saquon Barkley down the left sideline uh, that set the score in the first half. Yeah, you could see that develop before the play, and it's like, wow, Saquon's wide open here, <laughs> and it it was right. He comes across like the this, line in motion. Nobody yeah, like they're yeah. slow to follow him. He releases off like. A great Nicholas Morrow's got to trail him from five yards behind. Like, and, and it was and as if, Smith, like, yeah, exactly. So it, it was uh, crazy to see that. And then offensively, man, the, the way that blitz was coming, they had no, they had no answers. Jalen just looked dejected. De- you know, I, I'm not a body language guy, but Jalen just looked dejected. This coming is the off big the dom effect. They had yeah. no answer. Now, Zach, uh, your boy, Mike Garofolo, reporting uh, just moments ago that the Eagles believe Sidney Brown suffered a torn ACL. Oh, good stuff. Against the Giants. Yeah. He will undergo testing yep. tomorrow. Um, MetLife Fields strikes great. again. He was now. So uh, two things there. First off, he was declared out right away. So that right. that's a bad sign when, when you're declared out, out, out right away. Uh, that's not an example of. Like, should Nick have played his guys or not? Sidney Brown would have been on the field regardless, right? So I, I, I know that discussion, it, you know, now you can use that as an example for why he shouldn't have maybe have played his guys or his uh, starters. But but Sidney Brown would have been out there no matter what today. So that's that's un- unfortunate and affects the defense. And, you know, good thing they had Bradley Roby active today as he went in there. Yeah. Well, they better hope it's a Monday night football game so that Bradley Roby gets to play in primetime. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, do you think they were they were so bad today that they played themselves out of Monday Night Football? I guess we'll, find, asked, we'll probably find yeah, out. Yeah, someone asked me that. We'll, momentarily. We'll find out in an hour or so. Uh, I mean, C.J. Stroud looked awesome last night. Yeah. Joe Flacco's been a big story. Yeah, that seems like a much more fun You never game. know. But the reality is, it's the second year of the Monday game, right? What the, what matters most is uh, are those TV ratings. And, you know, Jamie knows this well, right? Like, they uh, – you know, the typically the networks the are a huge draw one exactly. that networks fight for. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that's the case and, right now. And well, what, what, what really it's the second year of the, of the Monday night game. So, so, so they need to show like the football side of it, whether it's, you know, the, the, the football side, there's a reason for this. Look at the numbers this is generating. Right. So last year they had Tampa Bay, Dallas. That was a huge, you know, it was Brady's last game. That was a huge Monday night game. Uh, yeah. This year, I get it that uh, the Eagles aren't playing well, but Eagles Tampa will be will be a big draw. Now, I don't know. I, don't know that it's a big, it, I mean, uh, who knows? Every, people are going to watch regardless. True. Get the and maybe CJ Stroud Flacco. Yeah, yeah. Maybe CJ Stroud Flacco is the better one. I certainly hope CJ Stroud Flacco is the better <laughs> one. I, I I would much rather a Sunday game or Saturday game, even but Sunday. Let's say. Get you that Sunday uh, one o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, give me that more than the Monday. Yeah, so Zach, no, so Monday, Zach let's let's for let's fast forward ahead through time here. Next Sunday morning, Monday morning, or Tuesday morning, whatever it may be. What is Zach Berman's headline story after the game? I mean, I, I do think they're gonna win. And it's that 
it's it, it, it's that they, they set up you this. You can't pick them anymore until they have to. I know, them. but I I get that, but I can't pick. Oh, I can't pick a not. What what Tampa finished nine and eight? I can't pick a nine and eight Tampa team with Baker Mayfield as the quarterback. Um, They've got against, a better point differential than the Eagles. That's true. So so the Eagles bounced back to finished with a. Uh, Plus five. With a positive point differential, plus five. But there was a point in that game when they were negative. And this is an interesting stat that I, I, I was waiting to put out um, after the game if they, if, if they finished it this way. Um, the only three times during my time on the beat when the Eagles have had a negative point differential was 2012 when they fired Andy Reid, 2015 when they fired Chip Kelly, and 2020 when they fired Doug Peterson. Uh, it's the only three times that they've had a negative point differential. A matter of fact, you have to go back to 2005 or 2006. I think 2005, yeah, the post-Super Bowl year for the only other time when the Eagles had a negative point differential since since the year 2000, other than those three years when they fired the head coach. Uh, so that that goes to show you the way those seasons were. And I can say, because we haven't gotten into the Sirianni discussion, and, we, and we'll have time to do this, I covered the end of each of those coaches that I mentioned, okay? And those were, like, season-long declines. But I've never seen a worse stretch. I've never seen a worse stretch than this. And in particular, From a team these with past something two weeks. to play for. Yes, exactly. The only thing the only thing that I think compares it for something that – for a team that has something to play for was that that stretch under Ch- – in Chips last year of Tampa, Miami – Detroit, I think it was Detroit on Thanksgiving, you know, being the third one. Other than that, there's there's never been a stretch like this. This is this is bad, and that's why, you know, I I don't think Chip, I don't think Nick Sirianni deserves to be fired. I don't think Nick Sirianni deserves to be on the hot seat. I have covered Jeffrey Lurie, and I know Jeffrey Lurie, and uh, Jeffrey Lurie sees this. He sees what we all see here. And the way he's reacted to these types of things in the past, because they haven't happened very often, but the way he's reacted to these types of things in the, in the past have been, has been with major changes. So it's never happened during a winning season, that's for sure. Uh, and it's never happened. They still have time to write this script. But this is absolutely alarming to be here right now, to see what I saw today, the type of football, to see what I saw last week. Uh, it is it, – it's – it's it's crazy to think two weeks ago against the same team, the Eagles dominated them, right? Deniz had the stats of like what the Eagles points per drive were. And outside of two fluky plays in that game, the Eagles, uh, two fluky turnovers, the Eagles dominated them. The Eagles didn't look like they belonged on the team, on the field today. I've seen defenses in the third preseason game, before, or for, when it used to be the fourth preseason game, more prepared for what then than what this defense was today. So, so, so Zach, yeah, this is a, this is alarming. I, I'm curious off of that. Like, there's a really good chance now, and I I do think it's crazy to think this is a real discussion, but it's going to be uh, that there could be wholesale changes throughout this coaching staff. If Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman make that decision, mostly Jeffrey, is it more because of the defense or the offensive performance this year? Granted, I know the defense, you know, is easy to say is the reason. But I think offensively, they underperformed to a big degree. Which do you think is the driving reason of why change could come? 
Oh, well, I, I well, I, I would think the overall responsiveness of the team down the stretch here, but of those two sides of the ball would 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 be the defense, and that's why I think it's it's more likely they they make a change uh, on defense, and and that's the that's what happens this offseason because I don't know what they I mean today's numbers will really affect it, but going into this game, I think they were number eight in DVOA on offense, right? So they still have a top ten offense. Uh, these past two weeks, they they put up 30 points in both those games. These past two, the previous two weeks, I think uh, internally they probably don't view offense as as big a problem. I think they they probably look at some things situationally that 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 need to be fixed. And as as Bo's referred to in terms of game management this year, but I think the overall metrics on the offensive side of the ball uh, have have been more positive than kind of the the micro. Uh, look on some of the play calling, and you know, Denise had the stats the other day about Jalen Hurts. I, I do think they need to do more to maximize Jalen Hurts, but I, I think they they look at some uh, like non-sticky stats here, such as turnovers, as 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 reasons why the offense uh, is playing probably even better than the, the the reputation might be. But the defense, all the numbers suggest this defense is as bad of of, of a group as there's been in a long time. So given that he made the Eagles point differential positive for the season, would you say that Quez Watkins saved Nick Sirianni's job? <laughs> I, I don't. And honestly, I, that second half, I was working on some other, like I, I went down there early. I was looking at some other stuff and oh, you're trying to figure things out. Good instincts. Good instincts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw a lot coming off the, off, off the field there, but uh I kind of looked up. I'm like, "Wow, Quez is having a good game." Uh, so, wait. So, what, did you, see, what did you see down there? Well, the AJ Brown thing that okay. uh, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was down there with two other guys with uh, Jason Garrow and Tim McManus and 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 Elliot Short Parks, the three others. And yeah, you saw AJ Brown standing at the door greeting everybody. Uh, that was big. You saw kind of. I saw Jeffrey Lurie come in. Uh, I, I, I. I I think the AJ Brown thing. That's that. That's what I was really. What was the facial expression on Mr. Lurie there, Zach? Stone faced, right? Stone faced. He didn't. Yeah, there. They gave you nothing. There wasn't much there. Yeah. Nothing there. Um, but again, right? He hadn't met with Jeffrey. Oh, I'm sorry. He hadn't met with Nick yet. There's there's a lot that goes through your mind right there. There's nothing into those interactions. But the AJ thing, I, I found to be very interesting. Um, and the fact that there was there were no crutches. There was there was there was nothing that would indicate this being a major injury, right? Like I was outside that Rams that that L.A. Coliseum locker room when Carson Wentz at the torn ACL, and he was on a golf cart going to the team bus, right? He greeted everyone that day too, but he was on crutches and he went on a golf cart, right? And and you knew then, holy crap, this is serious. Um, there was nothing that I saw from A.J. Brown that would suggest like this is that type of injury. Now that doesn't mean he's going to be on the field Sunday. And then I also, I, I wanted to see Jalen with my eye. Like I wanted to see the finger there, so to speak. And uh, it was funny. I saw the, uh, what the TV copy when he had the middle finger uh, held up and I say, uh, I don't, you know, was that, was that just mimicking Eagles fans at, at that moment? <laughs> um, uh, you like that. I'm testing out material for my story here. So, uh, that could be a good lead, um, but but uh, yeah, Jalen was uh, was I think, holding. I think I think what you could say is that the the state of the Eagles is that even when 
uh, he's expressing the same emotion as most Eagles fans. He can't even give the finger right. <laughs> and why is that? Well, the finger was up, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's all crooked. It's all, you can't even. Oh, okay. It wasn't a good bird. Okay. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, but now that of all fingers, right? So, no, he, I saw him holding his bag and, and he was able to grip his bag with his right hand, but he wasn't necessarily using that finger to grip it. Uh, but, but, but he was gripping his wow, bag. You were really zeroed in. Yeah, that's what I'm here for, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here for the taco line. I'm, I'm, good. I'm here it's to be, report for the PHL. He's packing his yeah. bags with that hand soon enough. Yeah, maybe, or it's all zero zero. He said he talked after the game about the standard, and he always talks about the standard, right? And oh yeah. He said, but <laughs> then Love he had. The but right now, we just need to win. He said he's like, <laughs> right now, we just need to win. It doesn't matter how. That's it pretty looks. good. Actually. <laughs> Yeah, he's like I always talk about the standard, and you have to play the standard, and it's it, it, you feel it in your soul and all this stuff. And then he's like, but we just need the win, and he's right. He just need the win right now. It doesn't matter it's how it's coming looks. around. So they're so bad they've broken Jalen out of his cliche roboticness. Yeah, the, now the standard doesn't matter. It's just a win. Well, it's, it's just the win. Yep. Rents do, but maybe your landlord will give you an extra yep. week or two. Except that's that's what they're looking for. One more week on that rent, right? Uh, anything can happen thereafter. All right, Zach. Well, we look forward to reading what you come up with on allphly.com tonight. You and I will be back tomorrow at 3.30 uh, here for the PHLY Eagles podcast. Maybe a meeting of the congregation. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Thank you for your efforts tonight. You look good. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. See you, Zach. All right, Jamie. The Quez Watkins game, we'll all remember it. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he's having a great time. Yeah, I think there's I think there actually is a little something to like he was really playing up like he got to be the number one receiver. Like, <laughs> yeah. Look at me. Oh yeah, I can put yeah. this on tape, go make yeah. myself some money in yeah, a little bit. Not? Good for him. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, you know the story. Uh if you've uh, been here this long, God bless you. The Eagles lose twenty seven to ten in the week eighteen finale. After starting the season 10-1, and they finish 11-6. and But they head to Tampa Bay next week for the playoffs. A chance to exact some measure of good feeling about this season. Otherwise, if they lose that game, hard to put anything off the table for what might happen this yeah. offseason. Jamie, how are, you, uh, how are you feeling about the Bucs? Uh, I feel like they can't beat anybody, so I don't care who the opponent is. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Congratulations to you on your big uh, victory in the uh, Zach Berman. What's this question going to be bowl? Yeah, that's going to carry me for a while. That was really good stuff. That was, that was big. I that might be the best that. thing that came out of today. I would say without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me, good day for me and Quez. Yeah. I would say You're thriving. Uh, yeah. We're feeling good. So I'll have that. I'll have yeah. That. I, I'm at the point where it's like, I don't care who the opponent is. I have confidence that they can beat no one. Right, you go in with completely no expectations, yeah. like expecting them to lose by two touchdowns next yes. week, and if they win the game, good for them. And you know, Great. We'll see now we'll talk about how we can lose to Detroit or San right. Francisco, That's whatever okay. it That's, may be. That is what they have brought upon themselves with sure. the uh, level of performance that they have put out on the field over the past five, six games. So for Jamie and Julia, we thank you for listening and watching, and for Zach as well. We will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for all the super chats. And as always, we love you.